0: This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 62 of the Wisdom by Oisa show on the Horse Radio Network. This is Mike Donnell.
1: I'm Casey Wilbanks-Coletti. And this is Sofia Gala. Welcome to Wisdom by WESA on the Horse Radio Network.
2: Sophia is here today to tell us a little bit more about a new benefit that WESA has to offer its
1: members. Yes, we're excited to announce a new partnership. And the company is actually called Partnership because it's about shipping freight, orders, and anything in between. So it's a shipping program which reduces cost, saves time, and offers expertise. And once signed up, people can save up to 40% on FedEx services or UPS YRC and so much more. Oh,
2: so worth it and so beneficial. Does this include only shipments to and from the
1: trade show? No, so this offer is for any shipment at any time of the year. It also includes international freight and covers inbound or outbound. And it's actually available to exhibitors and to retailers, So, or really anybody. So retailers can also use this to mail orders to end consumers, for example awesome sounds amazing how can they sign up so people can enroll by going to partnership.com wessa WESA and follow the instructions again that's partnership.com wessa WESA and then more information has also been emailed out and you can find an intro video just to explain a little bit more on WESA's Facebook page which is at Wessa trade show Wonderful,
2: and thank you, as always, Sophia. Today, exciting show. I could be wrong, correct me, Mike or Sophia, if I am. I think this is our first repeat guest on the show, and Mike has the pleasure of getting to introduce him.
0: It definitely is. Back in November of 2018, Ryan Vaughn of Rios Mercedes was a guest on our show to talk about his companies and their boots. Today, he's joining us again to help us catch up on what's been happening in the Western boot world and some unique marketing strategies his company is undertaking. Ryan Vaughn, thank you so much for joining us again on the Wisdom by WESA podcast.
3: It's a pleasure, Mike. Thanks for having me.
0: I look back in the records, it was November of 2018 in one of our single-digit number shows that you first came on. We've had a lot of shows since then, and your company has made a lot of progress since then. Let's just kind of chat for a minute, give us a quick summary of some of the major highlights from the time you were here, 2018 to now, and then let's focus in a little more on what's happening today in your business and in the Western Boot business.
3: <laughs> Boy, that's a good question. Uh, definitely been through some trying times in the last uh, two, three years. One of the things that stands out is we actually had a fire in our uh, Anderson Bean plant here. We make that uh, Rios of Mercedes in one factory here in Mercedes, and we make Anderson Bean and Olathe in another one. And yeah, we had a, a small fire that uh, ended up uh, setting off a water pipe, and then we had flooding and had 10 hours worth of water in the factory. So that was March 2019, so almost to the date of the pandemic hitting in 2020. Says so God, God preparing us to handle tough things. But uh, thanks be to God, we were uh, able to expand our production facilities here in Mercedes. A couple of times, we added on a cafeteria area that we ended up absorbing into production, and uh, we're in fact in the in the process of expansion right now too, uh, buying more machinery and. We've got about 17 employees that we're training, but a lot of good things with domestic. Uh, the The trend towards American-made products is uh, has uh, continues to steady, steadily grow to the point that we we have to turn down quite a bit of opportunities to manufacture for for some some uh, white label, private label customers that keep approaching us. But uh, things are going well in Mexico as well. We manufacture a few of our brands, uh, Horsepower and Macy Beam, and our kids line down in León, Guanajuato. Uh, thankfully. Um, production has steadily increased down there and we've been able to expand our presence with those brands and uh, now we are doing a, a genuine exotic program we call a horsepower top hand collection that we've uh, released in uh, in Denver last year at in, in Wisa and uh, have a phenomenal response to that and that continues to grow and uh, yeah, a lot of good things. We've added a few new sales reps and moved into our showroom in Dallas. I had our first show in January as you're well aware and gosh. Uh, lots of good things going on. Thanks be to God.
0: And when we talked prior to the show last week, um, you said that despite COVID, business was very good.
3: It has been, yeah. You know, folks in rural America uh, <laughs> had more time than ever to work and build fence and to you know, cut hay. And uh, so, I think with a lot of the uh, the distractions of, of you know sports and activities and traveling, uh, I think people just really did a lot more stuff that was outside and, and involved wearing cowboy boots. And I mean, we've heard the same thing from, from saddle and tack and hats, you know, people were riding and people were competing. And, and thankfully we reaped the benefits from that.
0: Well, I think, and we've heard that from other people in the Western world, if you will. Now I know you've got a new investment in a new showroom in Dallas. And as I understand it, you did a few different interesting marketing things in Dallas as well.
3: Oh yeah. we, you know, this is the first time for us to have a permanent showroom, which was really exciting for us To for the first thing. Uh, we used to always be in the temporaries and kind of to be there in the middle of uh, of all of the brands that, you know, we've grown up uh, admiring and respecting. And uh, um, so, yeah, we, we try to always have a little fun. And, and uh, one of the things that we do, I'm assuming maybe you're talking about our big old black Angus bull, but we took a, a couple of, found a like my daughter goes to school at A&M and whenever we were living in one of the restaurants. They had a big bowl outside of it, Potter's Restaurant. And I said, boy, that'd be cool to have one of those in our market showroom. So we tracked down the where they make them up in Carrollton and we bought a couple of them. We had a, a gentleman do a, some hand painting of our logos on them and uh, had one in our showroom and then one out in the uh, the foyer area there, uh, sitting area in, in the hallway. So I had a lot of action, a lot of social media pictures and uh, a lot of fun with that. So, uh, yeah, we always try to try to be creative and do something a little bit different. And so, uh, we've played around with them and we've had a whole kind of campaign with uh, good boots, no bull koozies and shirts and caps and things for freebies and giveaways. And, uh,
0: Uh, Well, it takes, and and Casey can chime in on this as well, it takes some creativity to set a product line and a brand apart when the product line has been around for almost ever, and the company has a long history, but as you said, the companies that you also respect and compete against, so we admire you for keeping a, a creative eye open to find that just distinguishing difference. Between you and the competition, so people remember you, remember the name, remember the enjoyment they had of going to to that booth, and I think you're to be congratulated for that. Well,
3: thanks. It, it is a challenge. I mean, you can, people say, whenever when people come toward our, our boot factory, they're like, wow, it's just, you had no idea there could be so many combinations. They just think, oh, it's a cowboy boot. I mean, how many things can you do with a boot? We're always trying to push the limits and using new hides and using new color combinations and textures. And, you know, it's, it's one of the things that we, you know, we really value the partnerships with our suppliers as well as our retailers and our suppliers tend to come to us with, with neat, you know, we'll hit the market fast and we'll take it to, get it out on the road and show it to retailers and make samples pretty quick. And and, and so our retailers like it because they've always got something different and things that they can, you know, they, they've got to differentiate themselves as well. And that's uh, you know, the partnership that we have is because we don't sell direct. We only do wholesale Our our, our, you know, we can't sell product if our retailers aren't selling it. And so we've got to make sure that they always have what they need when they need it and and have something different that they can uh, make some money on. We need good brands and, in our stores, all of our retail stores that, uh, that they can sell uh, and, and, and be profitable so they can continue continue doing business.
0: Our fashion expert is Casey. She can talk more to the fashion <laughs> yeah, well side of the world. She has other talents as well. Believe me, I'm not trying to pigeonhole her, but she knows oh. this is not one of my strengths.
2: So <laughs> I'm going to let her
0: talk about that a little bit.
2: What an introduction. I don't know how accurate all that was, but <laughs> nonetheless, congratulations on your new showroom. That's super exciting. And and I have to imagine now being at Say in Colorado and now also Texas, it has to be an exciting change among other things, but I'd like to hear specifically from your thoughts about the move to Texas and, you know, just your excitement for the future of it, the home being in Texas.
3: Yeah, you know, obviously it was a source of contention for several years there, and I just want to applaud. I know Patrick Powers was on your show last week, and I just want to applaud the board, and we've got several sales reps that are on there. Scott Tucker did a great job but. the the, the vision and the, you know, the, it was really tough. There was a lot of people that were really upset about leaving Denver. And, and as much as we love Denver and we love the city, um, you know, the the vision to see what Dallas could provide and, and the folks over there, Bailey Watson and Cindy Morris are just it just been over backwards to, to welcome us and to make sure that we had everything that we needed and the crew to set up. So, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, we, we, we'd missed the, traveling in the, you know, the restaurants and the scene out there in Denver, but boy, that's nothing like walking into that Dallas market and uh, you just feel the electricity and the energy in there. And, and like I said, being there, all of us, all of us, I mean, but the, the temporaries and the permanents, it just, there was an energy in there of people were there to do business and that was exciting. I mean, you, uh, you work so hard and uh, gosh, you know, talk about talents and you're being the fashion side of things. I mean, my wife is the one that did our entire showroom and I mean as much as I trust her it was still really scary just trying to do we have enough lighting do we have enough tables is there <laughs> enough space in between do the chairs slide you know is the refrigerator whenever we fire everything up do we have enough electricity and boy thanks thankfully everything just came together and and right. you know we can have a we can have a market but if retailers don't come then it's so uh, that was was really exciting as the turnout was just phenomenal so yeah, really especially- exciting
2: Especially considering the pandemic that we've all been dealing with for so yeah. long now, and hopefully we're not at the height of it anymore. But nonetheless, I think it was people really stepping out and showing um where their loyalty is. And so I just wish really great things. And I think it's great things to look forward to for the next show, um even more growth and and more attendance. But speaking specifically, about the brand Rios of Mercedes, um, in my opinion, you know, that that line just screams pure luxury and quality. And it has remained, you know, that luxury boot of choice by some of the most elite in the Western industry for so very long. And so I'd like you to speak specifically about, you know, building the product the quality, uh, the materials, and just the thought and the and the the genuine, you know, effort in in making that boot line.
3: Yeah, that's a that's a good question, and I you know I think the central part. My father in law, trainer Evans, and Pat Moody have been doing this for 50, 55 years, and thankfully they've built an incredible tradition of doing things the right way, and and not just building and doing things, but living the right way. And I think that's kind of the what we try to really echo in, in the way we do business with uh, with the quality of construction. I mean, we care more about what's inside the boot than the outside for them. I mean, our customers are, are treating these boots hard. I mean, as, as beautiful and, and, and luxurious as some of them are, I mean, a lot of the core customers that we build boots for are in the slop, in the mud, you know, manure and urine and in the pens and washing and stables. And, you know, you know, yeah. they're, Beating, beating the fire out of them and yeah. so they expect them to perform so yeah i mean some of it goes to material selection and, and knowing what's uh, durable enough and i go you know go back to our suppliers our partners bring us good quality materials and and you know doing things very traditional in the way we build it and doing a, a channel welt leather construction which can be recrafted i mean you're going to spend a, a lot of money on these boots we want you to be able to rebuild them and, and get new soles and hills on them three four or five times so um, but but then adding comfort and, uh, you know, we've we got a lot of our boots we build with a removable cushion insole that adds a little bit of extra shock absorption. And so we're not oblivious to the changing of times. And we just want to make sure that we've got a strong niche. And it's not that we want to be the only boot you wear, but we want it to be the best. And, you know, we want to have that, that confidence of saying we're really proud of that. And we want our retailers to be proud of it, too.
2: Sure. I'm not sure how to word this, but just thinking of your retailers and, and the years you've been in the industry, is there anything different? Did you notice anything different that the retailers were specifically looking at, at at this most recent show that we may be looking forward to seeing coming up? Any new hides or colors or anything of that nature?
3: Yeah, I mean, we're definitely seeing a trend towards narrower toes, not not in the large, but in some of our more yeah, I'd say fashion forward, but some of our cutting edge, I mean, some of these cowboys are going to narrower toes and single stitch. So the wide square toe has been so dominant for you know 20 years, practically, that it's nice to see that trend. And we're seeing a, a, a lot of, I say a lot, but colors on the vamps. I mean, we we sold a lot of navy and uh, it's like light blues and, and lizard and we're doing ostrich and shark so and and kind of a surprising trend towards uh python and rattlesnake we have uh-huh. typically done a lot of that so yeah it's uh and and the rough outs are still very strong yes. not just for, for our brand but quite a few others which is you know i've been in doing this for 22 years and i've never
0: sold rough outs like this so <laughs> a, that's
3: hopefully it lasts because it's a fun it's a fun
2: one
0: Ryan, I got to ask you, have you uh, opened up a snake hunting operation down in Florida to continue to provide the python skins?
3: <laughs> I think the money's in the alligators, actually. Mike, I don't know if there's much.
0: <laughs> he, I hear
3: he, the, can the he can get
1: you. Don't, you w- you don't
3: want
0: any 12, 14-foot pythons shipped <laughs> to your office? I. I You'd be surprised at the ones that come in. I'm just
3: always stunned. Like, where do these snakes come from? They're just huge. But yeah, no, I don't
0: think they're getting them out of Florida.
2: He can, Mike. He can get you in a pair of snakeskin narrow toe boots.
0: Well, that I understand, and that your question leads to a question that I normally, I normally ask this question. I don't always get an answer for logical reasons, but what can we? What might we be able to expect coming out of your factories and your brands and your designs and your construction that might be new in the future that you might give us a hint about?
3: Oh, we've, we've made some, you know, we kind of took a uh, took a little breather in, in this COVID deal of, of trying to figure out where their opportunities were. And uh, we've identified some, you know, there were some suppliers that uh, needed some some cash flow needed some 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 work, and so we went out and we've made some some very large ostrich buys recently that I'm really excited about. That we're going to be able to come with really competitive price points and uh, and new finishes and new looks. So I mean, it's ostrich has been in the industry for so long, but gosh, it's just the best leather for for quality and the durability and conforming and the, the tannery. The, the Klein Carew is just as incredible. Uh, finishes and vintage and wash off finishes. And so we're, I'm really excited about the future of the ostrich program. Um, And, you know, again, we're, we're, we're playing with, we're seeing a lot more in shark, some safari finishes on the shark, which has been something that we haven't done a whole lot of. And a few new things that we're doing, some elephant ears and trunks. So again, kind of a value price point uh, that we're doing on elephants. So, you know, there's, there's always the the bisons and the kudus and the, you know, the weird animals, the carpeen shows and things, but kind of getting a a refocus back to our core, you know, uh, leathers and just doing some new finishes and techniques on them is is kind of where I'm,
0: I'm focusing right now. Okay. Well, thanks for that answer. I appreciate it. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, it's been good to have you back on the show and clearly you're enthusiastic about the business. You're enthusiastic about the role that Wisa can play uh, in helping you build your business. And you're always very eloquent conversational when we talk to you and I'm glad you uh, agreed to come back on the show again. I've had a good time talking to you and we're looking forward to hearing more about what's going on with your businesses and your brands.
3: Thank you. I always enjoy it, and I really appreciate y'all putting this uh,
0: podcast together. My wife and I always enjoy it on road
3: trips, and y'all do a great job of supporting our industry. And we we need good people promoting the Western industry and lifestyle, so we're very grateful for that. Well, thank you, sir.
2: Thanks, Ryan. Make
3: it a great day.
0: The show notes and links from today's show can be found at the WisdomByWisa.com website. And as always, we'd love to have your feedback. There's a contact button on that website.
2: The Wisdom by Wisa show will be published on the 15th and 30th of every month. You can listen on most of your favorite podcast players. You can also listen on the Horse Radio Network app on iOS or Android phone. Just search Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and it's super easy to use. Be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom by WISA podcast. WISA, where the industry meets.